Hey, this is Susie, the Life Coach. Welcome to a podcast to help you learn how to have a high regard for your own well-being and happiness. Learning how to embrace ourselves first is the key that unlocks our full potential. Follow along for weekly tips and strategies curated to help you connect back to your true essence, heal the relationship with yourself, and ultimately live it all better. Hey, if you're looking to deepen, refine, or elevate your self-love practice, I have two workshops coming up that may interest you. The first is a mini workshop launching Saturday, March 23rd at 10 a.m. Eastern. We're going to meet on Zoom and you will get to create your own personal self-love toolbox. This will provide awareness around tools and strategies that you can use to help yourself self-soothe and get back into your flow when life presents you with challenges. The second is the second cohort launch of the Learning to Embrace Me program. This is a five-week workshop taking place every Wednesday at 1 p.m. starting May 1st, 8th, 15th, 22nd, and 29th. All the information you need is in the link in my bio on Instagram or head on over to coachingwithsusie.com. This is Susie, the Life Coach, and welcome to episode 43 of the Live It All Better podcast. Today's episode is titled, Self-Love is the Ability to Self-Soothe. So, you know, in life, we are constantly going to be presented with challenges. I've said this so many times before. This process of being human, this human condition by definition, is a journey of navigating conflict and struggle and challenges. So I don't know why for years I thought like I could have this perfect life where things are easy and effortless and that one day I would arrive at this place where things are easy and effortless. Although I have to say that now that at this point in my healing journey, things have become um, easier to navigate. It's never effortless, but it's definitely easier to get back into my flow and get out of stuck loops. But the whole point of being here in this human experience is to grow and expand and to learn and to shift and continuously evolve. And ultimately return back home to ourselves, to our true essence, which is love, which is where we came from and where we will eventually return. So what I have found to be true, especially as I've been teaching this Embrace Me program to the first cohort, is that being able to love yourself is being able to soothe yourself in whatever conflict or struggle you are facing, whether that's actually like tangible, physical, or emotional, or, um, you know, as a result of negative thoughts. So regardless, when something comes at you, and it comes onto your life path, whether in the form of a thought or an actual, you know, problem, 
your ability to catch yourself and then be able to reach for a corresponding tool or strategy to be able to soothe yourself in that moment to allow you to regain flow is the goal. And the more that I have cultivated my own self-love and the more that I meet myself consistently with my own self-love, the more I am able to catch myself when I'm triggered, annoyed, frustrated, sad, stuck, and I'm able to find what I need, access it, and soothe myself. Now, some people would argue, well, you know, soothing yourself through uh, a problem or a thought process doesn't solve the problem. Okay, well, solve the problem. Um, If you're no longer stuck and you're no longer in that spiral of sadness, frustration, irritation, resentment, vindictiveness, um, you know, loneliness, feeling um, abandoned, unwhole, fragmented, I would say that the problem has been solved. So with your ability to self-soothe, to catch yourself and soothe yourself, regardless of the context. Because you are holding your own well-being and happiness in high regard, eventually you will get to a point where you will solve the problem. Once you regain peace within yourself, you have the clarity and the certainty that you require to solve, and I'm going to put in quotes, solve the problem. The solving can be an actually, like an actual physical solving of an issue, or it could be that you've switched out the lens through which you're looking at the situation. Regardless, you have regained your flow. And that's the goal. Because if I use my own life as an example, I, for years, was stuck in this woe is me, victim mode, it's everyone else's fault. And I just kept bumping up against certain things over and over and over again. So was there a problem? Yes, there was definitely a problem, multiple problems. Was I able to self-soothe? Absolutely not. I expected other people to solve it and other people to change and other people to make it better. So did the problem persist? It absolutely did. Was the problem solved? No, it was not. Once I started to go inward and I realized that I may have had a hand in some of this dysfunction of these problems, these recurring problems, I might have had a hand in the consistent dysfunction, right? I was able to become accountable for my hand in it. I was able to recognize the other person's culpability and hand in it. Now, I I didn't expect them. I mean, originally I did, but then I, I eventually realized that I can't expect them to change or take responsibility or become accountable in any capacity. The only person I have control over is me. So once I started to go inward and I started to see my hand in things, and more importantly, 
I realize that I have agency over how I experience every moment of my life. Agency means if I'm irritated irritated in a situation or I'm triggered in a conversation, I have the choice of whether I'm going to stay and continue that conversation or I'm going to set a boundary and exit the conversation. And then I also have agency over dealing with the residual of what's left within me post-conversation or post-situation where I'm frustrated, right? So now I have these frustrated feelings, maybe the adrenaline's going and the heart's pounding, but I have agency over what I'm going to do with that too. I can journal, I can go for a walk, I can deep breathe, I can sit in stillness, I can talk to a safe person, I can use the resources that I feel most connected to in that time to help me self-soothe to soothe myself in the situation. Because as long as I'm standing and waiting for someone else to soothe me, it's not going to happen. I mean, it might happen sometimes, rarely. Will it be in the capacity that I need in that moment? Maybe. The takeaway here is that no, to the point of the, to the point of that statement, where it's like, well, it doesn't solve the problem. Okay, so the problem is not solved, again in quotes, it's not solved but I am soothed and that was a big problem that is now solved. And I can tackle the problem if I want or not. Should I decide that, you know, there's work to be done in there. So either having a conversation with that person or setting boundaries with that person or something that I, that just clicked for me recently which is amazing, is co-regulation. Actually, you know what? I'm going to leave this for another, I'm going to leave the co-regulation for another episode. But basically the premise of co-regulation is that if you are with someone who is dysregulated, so let's, let's take a child as an example, okay? So as a young mother, I was not able to regulate myself, much less regulate my, help my child regulate. So if my child was having a tantrum and was having big feelings, well, that ignited my big feelings. And there we were, two people just having big feelings, big problem. <laughs> I cannot blame the child. The child needs guidance. The child needs support. But at that moment in time, I was a big child myself, completely unable to regulate myself. So I actually made her feelings bigger because I couldn't control my own. Again, once I have gone inward and done the you know, inner healing, inner child healing, personal accountability, self-forgiveness, self-acceptance, self-compassion, um, honoring all the past versions of myself, yada, 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 yada. Now, if I was mothering a young child and the child had a tantrum and had big feelings, well, I would be able to show up calmly in my certainty with the recognition that that is not about me, that that child is having a hard time with their big feelings and I can match, sorry, I can meet them in an energy of calm and my calm energy will help them find their calm energy. That's the premise of co-regulation. So where I was going with this was 
in your situations, let's say you're having issues with your partner or your adult children or whoever it is in your life and that's a problem and now you can soothe yourself you know, as a result of that problem. It doesn't solve the problem, but no, if you choose to go in and unpack that problem with that person or that situation, you are showing up in a, in a calm, certain energy, okay? And if that person has not done that work on themselves, then just the presence of your calm energy will help them regulate their energy by osmosis. And this was a phenomenal finding that I made a connection to just recently, and I will do a whole other podcast on it because it's so damn powerful and so eye-opening. So yeah, let's, let's back up and refocus um, to what this podcast episode is all about. And it's that self-love is the ability to self-soothe. And the more that I continue in with my self-love practice and I refine my self-love practice and I elevate my self-love practice and I keep meeting myself in that consistency where I hold my own well-being and happiness in high regard in every context of my life, the quicker I'm able to catch myself and soothe myself, recenter myself. So self-love is absolutely the ability to soothe yourself. And do you know how empowering that is? I will tell you. I am no longer intimidated or frightened or insecure about having the conversation, regardless of who it's with. You know that difficult conversation or when someone triggers you or you feel uncomfortable or destabilized for any reason, I walk into that with power. And I'm not, you know, I'm not mean about it. I'm not vicious about it. I'm not egoic about it. I'm just standing in my truth, confidently standing in my truth, holding my own well-being and happiness in high regard, with a deep level of integrity for the good of all of everything. And I will say what needs to be said to uphold that truth for myself. And that is freaking empowering. And if I do get a shot in the conversation or the situation that brings up an emotion with a corresponding feeling and a story and all of that, I know what to do. The results might not be immediate, but I know what to do. I can hold myself. I can love myself. I can soothe myself. And I would not have it any other way. So I hope this motivated you to perhaps delve a little bit deeper into your self-love practice if you've kind of moved away from it to return to it, to the practices that work, that you keep showing up for yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And, you know, perhaps take it to the next level. You can, um, I'm actually having a, it was, you probably heard it in the intro, 
I mean, you did hear it in the intro, you might have skipped by it, but I am holding a mini workshop on curating your own self-love toolbox. That's taking place on Saturday, March 23rd at 10 a.m. The price is 11.11, which has spiritual significance, means you're on the right track. So that will just bring awareness and clarity to the tools and strategies that you can put in your self-love toolbox to help you self-soothe. And I'm also launching the second cohort of the Learning to Embrace Me program. That's launching May 1st, um, and that'll be five Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, and we meet on Zoom. So I hope that landed. I hope it awakened something within you. I hope it motivated you in some capacity to keep meeting yourself with love, soothing yourself, holding yourself, embracing yourself. Keep going. As always, here's hoping that you got something from today's podcast that will allow you to live it all better. And I invite you to keep holding your own well-being and happiness in the highest regard. Talk soon.